Good morning. It's nice to see familiar faces and to welcome everybody here today on this very special service. One correction to my bio, I'm the former associate director since I had the glorious privilege of retiring, which I, if you're already done that, you know it's great, and if you haven't yet, it's something to look forward to. Uh, but wow, today's readings, whew, not easy. Masters, slaves, destruction, gnashing of teeth. Holy cow, how can these extremely sobering texts possibly relate to this rather upbeat gathering and to the purpose and missions of both Grace Church and Grace Church School in the here and now? So in my mind, today's readings offer three wonderful and challenging ways of being that speak quite directly to what is most important about the Grace community school and church, what we might call our sacred whys. The first is purpose. How shall I use this one magnificent life I've been given? The second is community. How shall we live together? And the third is connection, knowing that all we do and all we are are a part of a higher purpose that transcends time and space that we live in Kairos, God's time, and not simply Kronos, human time. So these three, purpose, community, connection, are fundamental to what it means to be an Episcopal school, to be Grace Church school, and they flow from this sacred place, from Grace Church and the Episcopal Church. So the first purpose how shall I use this one magnificent human life I've been given? And we turn to the parable of the talents, read by Robbie Panoyer. And I tell you, it's a doozy. You got the landowner, the master gives his workers, slaves, money, called talents, in different amounts. Two of the slaves invest and grow the talents they're given and are praised. But the slave with only one talent buried it and was punished. What? It seems to me this slave made a perfectly sensible and possibly conscientious decision. But if God is the master and we are the workers, and if we have value, talents, given by God, then the parable makes it clear what we are not to do. We are not to bury or hide or hoard our talents, but to share and grow the gifts we've been given, and not for self, but for higher purpose. This is a sacred principle, a why, of Grace Church School that flows from this place, to honor the value of each person given to us by God and share the gifts we have given for the world. How do we help young people not only know, but truly believe that they have value and are valued, that they are enough? How do we help young people come not simply to know, but to truly believe that they do have talents, talents to share? So what it, a gift it is to navigate the struggles and the joys of an unfolding human life in a school like Grace that ultimately says, I know you, you are worthy, and you have something to give. 
What a gift to be in a school like Grace that asks, how can you share your talents, whatever they may be, not only for self, but for something bigger? Here at Grace, we declare without condition that every person is a child of God. And consequently, we believe in our bones that every person has value. This principle of universal human value is fundamental to Episcopal schools. We strive for equity and justice, not because it's trendy or political, but because it is a gospel call. Students act in service to others, not to build a resume, but because it is the right thing to do. And we want every child and adult to discover what the great American writer and theologian, Fregnant Beekner calls, the place where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meet. The place where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meet. Now the second sacred principle is community. How shall we live together? And here we have the Thessalonians. In the middle of the first century, a new Christian community was founded in Thessalonica, and it grew very quickly. And Paul writes this letter after the apostle Timothy reports back that the new community is, shall we say, going off the rails. The church in Thessalonica was not only new, but undoubtedly filled with lots of different people. Because this was a capital city on a major crossroad that connected Rome to Asia Minor. So figuring out how to live together in a new way was no simple task. And as first century Christians in Macedonia soon discovered, and as we here at Grace have learned and relearned again and again, it's really hard work. In his letter, Paul offers advice and encouragement. But you, beloved, are not in darkness. You are all children of light and children of the day. Let us not fall asleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who are drunk, get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober and put on the breastplate of faith and love and encourage one another and build up each other as indeed you are doing. To be light against the darkness, to be awake rather than asleep, to be sober, that is clear-headed, centered, rather than drunk, which is muddle-headed and indulgent, to encourage each other and build up one another. This kind of intentional community is also a centerpiece of Episcopal school life. Grace is an amazing community. There's something about this place. I've never really been in a school like this. These words are heard over and over again. Are we imperfect? Yes. But is this real and a real aspiration? Yes. This Grace community is not an accident. And it's not some namby-pamby notion of being nice, that full of baloney, getting along. It's a commitment to the full joy and messiness of what it really means 
to live with people you like and people you don't like, and people who are like you and people who are rather different than you. It's about celebrating together, making amends when there is injury, offering embrace and comfort in grief, and seeing and being seen for who you are and who I am. The school's new mission statement says that grace is to be, quote, a community of broad welcome and deep belonging, where all students know the dignity of their own humanity and seek to serve that of others. This is a vision of community that challenges stereotypes of independent and many Episcopal schools. Rich, spoiled, exclusive, sheltered, and self-indulgent. But great Episcopal schools like Grace transform each of us in all of our dimensions and with all of our stories. Bound together, we are changed together. And this is the work of mind and heart. And again, Grace's new mission statement explicitly affirms this. Quote, Grace Church School teaches skills of intellectual ex excellence and habits of ethical virtue, believing that these qualities depend on one another to find the fullest expression in good lives well lived. Or as one Episcopal school head once wrote, we cannot forsake our hearts and yet we cannot abandon our minds. How shall we use both eyes, not to create a blurry double image, but one world in all its dimensions, healed and made whole? This kind of community is not optional. It is essential. It is one of Grace's great whys. And finally, our third sacred principle, connection. From today's psalm, Lord, you have been our refuge from one generation to the other. Before the mountains were brought forth or the land and the earth were born, from age to age, you are God. For a thousand years in your sight are like yesterday when it is past. So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts to wisdom that we may apply our hearts to wisdom. As head of St. Luke's, I was privileged to attend bar and bat mitzvahs of a number of students. And I remember one bat mitzvah of an eighth grade girl. I remember a moment when three generations of her family were brought forth in front of the congregation. The rabbi took the Torah, the scroll from the ark and holding it ever so tender, tenderly, with sacred solemnity, passed it from generation to generation until it came into the arms of this young woman. And the rabbi said to her words to this effect, you are now of an age when we pass to you the keeping of the Torah, the word and the law. Study and know it well. Keep it close to your heart and in your life. When the time comes, pass it to your children. To you we give our love and hope. We have faith in you, and we know that you are ready 
for this great responsibility. We study, we remember, we pass on. Surely this is the calling of education, of congregation, and of community. We are all linked to what has come before, to what is, and to what is to come. So we don't go through this life alone, nor is our time the only time that matters. We are not so self-centered as to think that we can do it all. And we are not so self-centered to think that we are the only ones who have ever walked this path. So to enter into the community of grace is to know that each student's unique journey, which is and will always wholly be their own, is not a solitary one, but one with many companions. We are each a part of a long stream of lives lived, each one striving to build a better place, passing on to the next generation the stories, the will, and the wisdom to bring forth, as perhaps we have not, the kingdom of God on earth. I'd like to end by reading again the powerful words of the prophet Isaiah, a kind of compass or north star that I have used and I think we all at Grace can use as we travel this road together in this community of faith and education. If you remove the yoke from among you, the pointing of finger, the speaking of evil, if you offer your food to the hungry and satisfy the needs of the afflicted, then your light shall rise in darkness and your gloom be like the noonday. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your needs in parched places and make your bones strong. And you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters never fail. Your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations. You shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to live in. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations. You shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to live in. Amen.